Welcome to the Gov Innovator Podcast. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is insights for public executives about effective communication with the people they serve, and especially how to write messages so that busy people respond and take needed action. Our guest is Todd Rogers of the Harvard Kennedy School. Here's a clip. The main idea and the main takeaway when we work with people who are on communication is to assume that other people are busier than you are and that other people care less about the topic you're communicating about than you do. And so given that, people are time constrained. Dr. Todd Rogers is with us today. He's a behavioral scientist and a professor of public policy at the Harvard Kennedy School. His work applies behavioral science insights and methods to understand important social challenges and to develop interventions to mitigate them. Among the topics he's explored is how to improve written communications with practical purposes. His recent op-ed in the Boston Globe, co-authored with Jessica Lasky-Fink, is called Write Shorter Messages. To learn more, I'm glad to have Todd with us from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Todd, welcome. Thanks for having me. The research that you cite in the piece and the research that you and your co-authors have done focus on practical written communications. Tell us what that term means and what problem you were aiming to solve. So I think a way to think about it that has been helpful for me and Jessica as we've worked through this research is some writing is entertainment and leisure. And for that, like imagine the New Yorker. The goal of those articles is not the efficient transfer of knowledge or prompting me to take an action. It's some kind of entertainment. But that's not the kind of communication I'm talking about here. This is communication where whether it's I work with school district leaders, whether it is a superintendent of a school district communicating to her families or her staff, or whether it is a business leader communicating to employees or consumers or customers, or a government agency leader communicating to employees or, or other constituents. It's, it's practical communications that usually have a couple of purposes, only a couple, conveying information or prompting some kind of response or action. In those two cases, the idea here is how do we communicate most effectively, whether it's over text message or emails or written documentation or even Slack. People are busy. How do we communicate most effectively to busy people? That's really helpful background. Todd, one of your findings is that when creating communications with practical purposes, less is more. Tell us about that if you would. Sure. The main idea and the main takeaway when we work with people who are on communication is to assume that other people are busier than you are and that other people care less about the topic you're communicating about than you do. And so given that, people are time constrained. And we run a lot of experiments now, randomized experiments, where we have the best version of a communication. Uh, So let's say I just did an experiment where I was emailing 10,000 school board members, asking them to fill out a survey. We were interested in pandemic response. And so we wrote our best email. And then just to see if our best email was in fact the best, we just eliminated the middle 70% of words. So we, we basically kept the first sentence, the intro sentence, and the link. And otherwise, we just cut the words by two thirds. And then we had people predict which they thought would be better. They actually two thirds thought the longer one would be better because it was well written and coherent. But then we ran the experiment and the shorter one doubled response rate. 
twice as many people completed the survey. Uh, we've since done this in a half dozen domains from political fundraising to, to in terms of getting donations to um, getting people to attend webinars to getting people to respond to text messages. And it turns out that cutting words makes people more likely to read them and respond to them. That's a terrific example. I know that looking at the data, uh, which was in your op-ed, the response rate of the survey was 2.7% with the longer email to school district leaders and 4.8% with the shorter one. So while both were low response rates uh, for no cost and just cutting words, you were able to get responses from thousands of more people. So it's a great example. Todd, I want to ask you about your second finding, or it's really in a form of a suggestion, which is use simpler language. Yes. So in addition to cutting words, the second insight is reducing the reading level required to understand what you're communicating. And we run experiments on, on all sorts of problems, again, on trying to reduce the reading level. The goal here is to make it as simple as possible for the consumer of your communication to understand what's going on and either act if you're asking for a response or understand it. And so an example of this is actually when Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris, was attorney general in California, she and her team were very interested in reducing student absenteeism, which is something that I've spent a lot of time working on. And with her team and Hedy Chang at Attendance Works and Jessica Lasky Fink, my collaborator on this work, we got permission to modify the notice of truancy, which is a state mandated communication when a student misses three days or more. And it was written at a college reading level with 350 words. And it basically was saying, your kid has missed a lot of days, we're worried, and there are potential legal consequences. And so what we did was we just rewrote it so it was in the fifth grade reading level and cut the words in half. And then with a large school district in California, sent the standard notice versus this improved notice. And we found that the improved notice reduced absences 50% more effectively in the subsequent 30 days than the standard one. Basically, reducing reading level made people more likely to react in the way that we were intending, which is to improve student absenteeism. It's a remarkable finding that making a letter simpler was better able to convey a message to parents who were then obviously able to influence the behavior of their kids. Todd, I want to ask you about your third recommendation related to communications with practical purposes, and that is make it skimmable. So uh, again, the guiding thesis here is that when you send communications, you are communicating to people who are busy and they care less about your topic than you do. And so they're going to skim whatever you send. So the idea is use bullets and formatting and highlighting to make it easy for someone who's skimming to figure out exactly what you're trying to convey. In addition to reducing words, in, ad in addition to reducing sentence and word complexity, also using formatting to highlight relevant and key pieces of information. So uh, we've been doing these experiments online where we have four paragraphs and we highlight one sentence. And then on the next page, we ask them about the highlighted sentence. Highlighting it makes people way more likely to remember it. But highlighting one sentence makes them less likely to remember other sentences versus not highlighting things at all, which is to say when you highlight or you bold or you indent, you draw attention to that information, 
But there's a trade-off. You also have it so that skimmers are less likely to notice everything else. The big picture is people are busy and they are skimming your communications. So make sure that the editing reinforces that a skimmer will figure out what you're trying to say. It's such a useful insight, whether you're running a public program, communicating with thousands, or just uh, communicating with colleagues. For our listeners, I will add a link on the podcast website to the op-ed by Todd and Jessica Lasky-Fink. It has links and visuals for some of the studies that Todd talked about today. I'll also include a link to Todd's website at Harvard, and you can learn more about the topics that he's studied, including how to help families effectively support student success, like we talked about on this interview, and also another topic, which is how to improve democracy, things like increasing election participation. But for now, my thanks to Dr. Todd Rogers for sharing really practical insights about communication. Todd, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan of the podcast.